Denzel Ward, a full 100 yards to glory. What handed grab Mike Gesicki. That is a sick catch. Down the middle, another one-handed grab from Gesicki. Jefferson, you bet. Touchdown, Minnesota. He's got it. 44-yard bomb to Tim Patrick. Peoples Jones with the touchdown. 60 yards. Kane Wong-Woo is gone. 97 yards for the rookie. He might take it all the way. Job to the end zone for the touchdown. 70 yards. Welcome into the Lucky Shots Podcast. I am Ricky Larson. If you're tilting after these last two weeks of football, so am I. I mean, what what the hell's going on the past two weeks here in the NFL? It's been some crazy stuff. Uh, let's start on that Thursday night game last week. Uh, you had the Colts and the Jets. The uh, final score was 45-30. to Indy ended up winning, so you know, as expected, but the Jets put up 30 points, and the Colts themselves put up 45. It was absolutely insane, Uh, and the Jets, what made their 30 points even crazier was they had essentially their fourth string quarterback in. Uh, Mike White went down, I think, halfway through the first quarter, and Josh Johnson comes in and throws for 317 and three touchdowns. I mean, just a crazy game. Uh, and, you know, the Jets, they've been that upset team. And you never felt like they were going to come back and upset uh, Indy, but they were putting up points, and there was that possibility. And then this next week, you know, we'll get into those matchups, but the Jets, they're playing well, I guess. I mean, they're going out and putting up points. Their defense isn't very good, obviously, but uh, they're, they're a team to watch every single week. Then you had the Giants and the Las Vegas Raiders. The Giants won 23-16. The Giants' defense went crazy. I mean, if it wasn't for them, their offense wasn't doing anything, uh, and it was their defense that actually won them this game. They had two interceptions. One of those was a pick six. Uh, They had a fumble recovery and a sack. So they were getting after uh, Derek Carr in that offense uh, and preventing them from scoring and scoring themselves. and that's that's a Giants offense that's kind of hurting right now and doesn't have its footing. Uh, <clears throat> so luckily their defense bailed them out in a game where you figured uh, the Raiders were going to win. Probably the biggest shock of the week was Jacksonville against Buffalo. The fact that there was only 15 points scored in this game was absolutely insane. And the fact that Jacksonville was on the positive side of that, uh, winning 9-6 to six is it's I mean what what the hell just happened uh Buffalo they gave up four sacks they had three turnovers and they could not score touchdowns they could not get the ball moving no matter how hard they tried uh and Jacksonville pulled off a huge upset and not one people saw coming I had this game as a lock last week I said the Buffalo Bills are going to easily beat the Jacksonville Jaguars that did not happen Then you had Cleveland versus Cincinnati, and the shock of this game is not necessarily like Cleveland put up 41 points, but the fact that they won 41 to 16. Uh, You had the Bengals a couple weeks ago go put up a huge amount on Baltimore, and we're all like, oh, okay, the Bengals are actually really good. Then they come in against Cleveland, 
and they put up a goose egg, and they put up a goose egg against the Jets last week where they lost. Uh, Mayfield had a good game, 218 yards, two touchdowns. Nick Chubb had an insane day, uh, 137 on the ground, two touchdowns, had a 70-yard touchdown run. Absolutely incredible. Uh, And Burrow looked terrible. I mean, this defense was getting after uh, the Bengals all day, and you saw it when they played the Bears. I mean, this is a good defense, but Burrow had two interceptions, was sacked five times, uh, just not a good performance overall from the Bengals. And Cleveland got rid of Odell. I mean, the guy's a poison. He hasn't helped this team at all, and now he's gone. They go out and put up 41 points. Then you had Denver versus Dallas, which I don't know how this happened. I mean, you saw when I had Vic on the show last week, he's a Cowboys fan. We kind of talked about the game, and I was like, no, there's no way, Vic. There's no way the Broncos go out there and put together a game. They were up 30-0 to zero in this game. They ended up uh, winning 30-16. to 16. Dallas got a couple garbage time touchdowns, but Denver held the ball for 41 minutes of this game. Dallas only had it 19 minutes, and they outgained Dallas 407 to 290 and forced two turnovers. That offense for Dallas could not move the ball. They couldn't get anything going, and Denver looked like a really good team. I mean, Dallas, the one-loss Cowboys, and the Broncos go out and get the win. Huge win. Uh Super exciting, you know. I didn't get to actually see the game because it wasn't, uh, you know, in my area or whatever. But watching that ticker at the bottom, you know, seeing the Broncos go up by a touchdown, then two touchdowns, and then that climbs all the way up to 30 to zero. Uh, heck of a game for the Broncos. And, you know, is that more of what we're going to see for the next, uh, you know, few weeks? Hopefully, because that's a tight division right now. And then Minnesota versus Baltimore. Uh, if I could call this any more on the nose, I mean, I, I said Minnesota is either going to win or lose by less than a touchdown. They lost 34 to 31 in overtime. They had a 24 to 10 lead. Baltimore came back. Uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, he did Lamar Jackson things and brought them back. Went to overtime. And, you know, they gave Justin Tucker the chance to win the game, and he went out and did it. So, with uh, talking about Baltimore, we'll hop into the Thursday night matchup. It's going to be Baltimore versus Miami. As we just said, Baltimore, uh, they won 34-31 to in overtime against Minnesota. Lamar had 386 total yards in that game, three touchdowns, did have two interceptions. But Marquise Brown, nine catches, 116 yards. And they controlled the ball. They had the ball for 46 minutes in that game. Uh, You know, minus the game against uh, the Bengals where Baltimore got blown out. They've done really well this year. They had close games against uh, Indy, but Indy is proving that they are a good team. Uh, They had a really close game uh, against Detroit, which, honestly, they should have lost that game. But Baltimore is really putting everything together right now uh they're throwing the ball well they're running the ball with Lamar really well uh so it's just a team that's really putting everything together their defense is a little shaky you know 31 points to Minnesota isn't always great they gave up a bunch of points to the Bengals as I said so uh you know they're a team that's going to be 
they're going to have to get everything together to win this division. Uh, you got the Steelers knocking on the door, Cleveland's a contender, the Bengals, even though they've had a bad couple of weeks. Uh, but this week should be fine. They're playing Miami. Miami won 17-9 against Houston. They didn't have Tua, uh, but Jalen Waddell went out. He performed. He had eight catches for 83 yards. Brissett, uh, in place of Tua, had 244 yards and a touchdown, but had two interceptions. Uh, you know, I'm scared to call games locks uh, after Buffalo burned me last week, <clears throat> but Baltimore should have no problem in this game. Uh, with or without Tua, Miami's just not very good, and their two wins are against not very good opponents, uh, and Baltimore's actually a really good team with a really good offense. Then we'll hop into Sunday morning. You have New Orleans versus Tennessee. New Orleans, without Jameis Winston, lost 27-25 to against Atlanta. Simeon didn't play bad, didn't turn the ball over, had 249 uh, yards and two touchdowns. Kamara went out and did his thing, 50 rushing yards, four receptions, 54 receiving yards, and a touchdown. Uh, but this defense has proven they're not all that great. And can this team win without Jameis? You know, Jameis wasn't putting up incredible stat lines, but he'd have three, four touchdowns in a game, and he'd keep them in games, win them games. Uh, so without him for the rest of the year, we saw Simeon. Simeon did all right, didn't turn the ball over or anything like that, but couldn't put together, you know, game a game-winning performance. Uh, and... Are we going to see any Taysom Hill? That's that's a question to be seen. Uh, but Tennessee, they came up with another big win, 26-16 against the Rams. Defensively, they had two turnovers that led to two touchdowns. Um, one of them was right next to the goal line. You know, Matt Stafford getting sacked in the end zone, didn't want to take the safety, threw it away. That got picked. Coincidentally, the next play was a touchdown for Tennessee. They had another one kind of like that as well. They held the Rams to only 194 yards and had five defensive sacks. So best team in the AFC right now has to be Tennessee. They beat Kansas City. They beat uh, the Rams. They beat Buffalo. I mean, they've gone and just on a rampage. They are beating really good teams. Uh, and, you know, you wondered what you were going to see from them without Derrick Henry. Well, they were just fine. Uh, and that defense, if it continues to play the way it did against a very good Rams offense, it's going to be very tough to beat Tennessee, and especially this week with New Orleans not really showing anything last week against a lackluster Falcons. I think Tennessee has an easy time in that game. Then you have Buffalo versus New York. This should be a lock, right? It's the Buffalo Bills, the New York Jets. How about this? The Jets are the upset team. They've got two really big upsets this season. They almost, you know, they kept it close with Indy, losing 45-30. to And Buffalo just lost to Jacksonville. I, I'm going to say it's going to be a Buffalo uh, bounce back week. You know, Josh Allen had 314 yards. Didn't have a touchdown, had two interceptions and a fumble. They were penalized 12 times. They gave up four sacks, three turnovers, uh, 301 yards of total offense overall, and no touchdowns. Uh, 
So they should be okay. I think it's going to be a bounce back week. But you got the Jets. Mike White went out, but Josh Johnson, apparently he's a ball player too. 317 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Elijah Moore got involved. He had seven receptions, 84 yards, and two touchdowns. And the offense as a total had 486 yards of offense against a good Colts defense. This is shaping up for another Jets upset against the Bills. So you got to imagine the Bills are going to be heavy favorites. But coming off of a loss to Jacksonville, playing as not good as they did, and the Jets... There's a huge possibility of an upset here. Uh, if you want to try to go make some make some money off an underdog, the Jets would be it this week. Uh, but I got to go with Buffalo. They're just an overall better team. They had an off week. Every team has an off week. I think they bounce back against the Jets. Um, but I guess we'll just have to see. Then you have Detroit versus Pittsburgh. Detroit still winless. They didn't lose last week, though. Because they were on a bye. Uh, you know, DeAndre Swift, they're going to have to really feed him the ball because it's him and it's TJ Hawkinson. That's the offense. Jared Goff is not very good. No offense to any Lions fans out there or Jared Goff fans, but he's not. They don't really have receiver weapons, so it's got to be those two. They got to find creative ways to get them the football um, against Pittsburgh, who honestly, you know, they're kind of middle of the pack. They almost lost to Chicago on Monday, 29-27, to but they had guys like Najee Harris. Harris had 62 uh, rushing yards, a touchdown, and three receptions. Deontay Johnson had five catches for 56 yards. And the Muth got loose. Five receptions, 43 receiving yards, and two touchdowns for Pat Fryermuth. If you took a gamble on him this week, you were extremely happy because he put up a heck of a performance and you know it's got to be a pittsburgh week it's hard to bet for detroit but they've had some close games uh as we said when we were talking about baltimore they had a close game against baltimore so there's a possibility they can go in and make this a game but i think pittsburgh they're kind of figuring everything out their defense went out had quite a few sacks um and honestly if you look at the score of that 27 points one of those touchdowns came from the Bears' defense. Another one was, uh, or another turnover led to the Bears having short field and getting a touchdown. Um, so I just don't think Detroit has enough firepower um, to get past that defense. So I think it's Pittsburgh this week. Then you got Jacksonville and Indy. Jacksonville coming off that upset, and Indy coming off of a kind of scare against the Jets. Uh, Jacksonville won 9-6 over Buffalo. Trevor Lawrence didn't do anything special. Had 122 yards total. That was it. No touchdowns, no interceptions, so at least he didn't turn the ball over. But Carlos Hyde went out there, had himself a game, 73 total yards. Dan Arnold went out, had four catches for 60 uh, yards. But offensively, they only had 218 yards total. So... I mean, if you can barely move the ball on offense in a game you win, and now you're going in against a team who's got a very good defense, that doesn't spell anything good for you. Uh, Jacksonville's offense has not done anything this season, and, I mean, their defense pretty much was what won them last week. 
Then you got the Colts who, you know, had that game against the Jets. Carson Wentz looked really good, 285 total yards, three touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor, he's being Jonathan Taylor, 172 rushing yards, two receptions, 28 yards uh, through the air, and two total touchdowns. And then Michael Pittman, he's just, he's turning into the favorite target uh, for Carson Wentz. Five catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown. This is an offense that's really coming together. If you have Carson Wentz playing well, not turning the ball over, not making stupid decisions, makes it a lot easier for your team. And when you have Jonathan Taylor eating up every single defense he's going against, that's that's going to win you a lot of games. Uh, not to mention your defense is pretty good. Throw out the Jets game because Thursday night football, it's crazy. Uh, and you have a really good defense. So going in against Jacksonville, who can't move the ball offensively, I got to go with Indy in that game. Then you got Tampa Bay and Washington, both these teams coming off of a bye. Tampa Bay is just looking really good, though. I mean, their entire offense is clicking. You know, they may not have Antonio Brown this week. Um, A report I saw yesterday was that he was still in a walking boot. So hopefully, you know, they get that weapon back. But they should have Gronk in full capacity, Mike Evans. Uh, Chris Godwin, all of those are very good uh, players. And then you have Leonard Fournette, who is really coming on as that lead back. Then you have Washington, who, you know, they're just, they're making competitive games, but they're not playing well and they're not winning. Uh, You know, Heineke, he's been doing his best to keep this team afloat, um, but there's only so much you can do when you're just not a very good football team uh no pun intended but their defense has been god-awful this year that's one of the biggest shocks of the year uh so going up against tampa bay who's got a stellar defense a really good offense i think tampa bay pretty easily wins this game i don't know how well washington will even do offensively uh because you know gibson is banged up that leaves McKissick. They're not going to be able to run the ball against Tampa. No one runs the ball against Tampa. And they're not going to be able to stop their offense with the lackluster defensive play they've had. So Tampa Bay in that game. Then you got Cleveland and New England. Cleveland had that huge win over Cincinnati, 41-16. to Again, no Odell. That just equals good things for the Browns. Mayfield had 218 yards and two touchdowns. Chubb, 137 yards, two touchdowns, had that huge 70-yard run. And their defense had five sacks and three turnovers. They probably won't have Kareem Hunt again this week, so Nick Chubb more than likely is going to get a bulk of that load. You know, you have Dearness Johnson as well, who you assumed after his game against the Broncos with Nick Chubb coming back would just take over the Kareem Hunt role. Nope, Nick Chubb took over all of it and did a very good job with it. Uh, and, you know, you have Donovan Peoples-Jones, who's a huge deep ball threat, apparently, who had a huge touchdown uh, from Baker last week. This offense looked really good, and their defense all season has looked really good to shut down a Cincinnati offense who... Jamar Chase gets at least a 50-yard reception every week, gets a touchdown. Um, 
they just shut him down. And not to mention Denzel Ward's 100-yard interception return. They looked super good. But they're going up against the Patriots, and this is a tough matchup because the Patriots, they just won 24-6 over Carolina. Mac Jones only had 143 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. But this backfield, you couldn't trust it at the beginning of the year. Now you can't trust it even though there's working pieces that you know you can put back there and they'll produce. You know, you had uh, Ramondre Stevenson had 62 rushing yards. Uh, Brandon Bolden had 54 rushing yards. And Damian Harris had a touchdown. So all these different backs that are starting to actually come together, uh, which they kind of need because this passing game isn't doing anything either. Uh, Their defense had a sack, three turnovers, and a defensive touchdown. So as you can expect from Belichick teams, their defense is still good. Their offense just got to figure out how to throw the football. But going up against Cleveland, I mean, it's kind of a tough matchup uh, to pick. But Cleveland's defense is dominant. The offense looked really good last week against a Bengals team or Bengals defense that actually has looked decent all year. Uh, So I got to go Cleveland in that game. Then you have Atlanta versus Dallas. Atlanta, they won 27-25 against New Orleans. Uh, Matt Ryan, how about this guy? He's had two, three really big weeks. Um, So 343 uh, yards, two touchdowns, had eight rushing yards and a touchdown on the ground. Cordero Patterson had six receptions, 126 yards. Russell Gage looked like a man out there, had seven catches, 64 yards. And how about this? The only guy catching touchdowns, Olamide Zacchaeus. Uh, He had two touchdowns. Their defense had a sack and two turnovers. Dallas, not much to say about them. They lost 30-6. to Prescott had 232. <clears throat> uh, two touchdowns and an interception. Zeke had 76 total yards. And the guy for them was Malik Turner, I guess. He had two touchdowns. But defensively, no turnovers and a lot of 407 yards. I, I think they have a bounce back week. I'm not going to be too concerned about what happened last week um, with Dallas. They're going against Atlanta, who they haven't beat a good team yet to be honest uh and yeah sure new orleans had a good record but they're banged up and they're not going to play the same with a different quarterback i think you got to take dallas in this game uh but it's another one that could be very close atlanta their offense looks like it's come together even without calvin ridley cordell patterson's a stud uh kyle pitts is also a stud and then apparently Russell Gage and Alameda Zacchaeus can also shoulder some of the workload. Now we move into the afternoon games. We start out the afternoon with Carolina and Arizona. Carolina, they're just not good. Uh, They lost to New England 24-6. Sam Darnold, only 181 total yards, three interceptions, He's the same old Sam Darnold. You know, we saw the first few weeks, we were like, oh my gosh, he's actually good. But... No, nope. Same Sam Darnold. It wasn't just Adam Gase that made him bad. Uh, he looked awful. Christian McCaffrey, his first week back. No touchdowns, anything like that. Bad 52 rushing yards, 54 receiving yards. 
about what you can expect from Christian McCaffrey. Hopefully, this is just my opinion, hopefully they put in P.J. Walker. He, last season, you saw him come in, and he gave life to this offense. And him and Christian McCaffrey, I think that's going to be a really good duo. And you can do a lot more with those two than you can with Darnold and McCaffrey. Um, so... You know, and their defense, they've, they've got to stiffen up against the run. They gave up 151 rushing yards to New England. Again, New England's got a running back committee now that can go out and run on people. But to give up 150 yards of rushing offense, that's just unacceptable, along with giving the ball away three times from your quarterback. That's just not good. They're going up against Arizona. 31-17 win against San Francisco without Kyler Murray, without DeAndre Hopkins, and essentially without Chase Edmonds, who went down very early in the game. But who stepped up? None other than James Conner, 96 rushing yards, two touchdowns uh, on the ground. Then he had five receptions, 77 receiving yards, and a touchdown through the air. Huge day for James Conner. And I would just like to say I called that. I had a buddy ask me, hey, you know, do I take James Conner out this week? And I said, no, you got to go ahead and roll with James Conner. And he's the top running back of the week. Their defense as well had five sacks and three turnovers. So this is another game where you got to lock it up. There's no way Carolina goes out and performs against Arizona. They should have Kyler and D-Hop back. But even if they don't, we saw what they did last week against San Francisco, who honestly is better than Carolina. Um, so, you know, it's going to it's gonna be probably a shellacking uh, for Carolina, and it's had to see. Then we have uh, the Minnesota Vikings versus the Los Angeles Chargers. The Vikings, of course, lost by three points, as they always do allowed 500 yards and gave Baltimore the ball for 46 minutes. You have a 24-10 lead, you would expect the time of possession to be more in your favor. Wouldn't you go out there and start running out the clock or managing the ball a little better? Nope, they just went out there, stopped moving the football, giving it back to uh, Baltimore and then not stopping them when they were on defense. Uh, and just classic Minnesota. Every single game this year has been one possession or less. And most of their losses, I don't have this uh, down, but most of their losses is by a field goal or less. So, I mean, every week it's the same old thing. They just lose by just a little bit. Then you have the Chargers who won by a field goal 27-24 uh, to 24 against Philly. Justin Herbert finally looked like uh, himself. He had 356 yards and two touchdowns to be the top quarterback this uh, past week. Then he had Josh Allen, or not Josh Allen, Keenan Allen had 12 receptions, 104 receiving yards, no touchdowns, but it's looking like he's starting to become that number one again. Uh, Mike Williams starting to phase out. Williams had a huge catch at the beginning of the game for like 58 yards, but that was really all you heard from him for the rest of the game. Uh, I, I think if Herbert spreads the ball between uh, Allen and Williams, this offense is going to be a lot better. Uh, instead of force-feeding one or the other, 
you know, he's got both of them. Spread the ball around. Uh, they had 445 total yards of offense, no turnovers, didn't give up sacks. So just a clean game offensively. Uh, you know, their defense didn't really tighten up all that much. But Philly has shown that they can go out and put up points. Uh, and that's what they did last week. But Minnesota, you know, they've got a chance to go in and win this game. We've seen the Chargers be very inconsistent and lose games that they should win. So Minnesota's got a chance, but again, it's going to be a one score or less game and probably Minnesota on the wrong side of that. So I'm going with the Chargers for this game. Then you have Seattle versus Green Bay. This one's going to be interesting. Seattle's coming off of a bye, and they're going to have Russell Wilson back. And they probably will have Chris Carson back. So they will be essentially at full strength offensively against the Packers, who may or may not have Aaron Rodgers. The earliest Rodgers can come back is on Saturday. And how much game prep, how ready is he going to be if he comes back on Saturday? And if this offense has a Jordan Love at quarterback there's absolutely no way Green Bay wins this game they lost last week with Love 13 to 7 against Kansas City Love had three uh or 213 total yards a touchdown and an interception uh two of the teams uh they had two team turnovers sorry and didn't force any turnovers um you know, and that's kind of a testament to how bad the Chiefs are. They still barely beat Green Bay without Aaron Rodgers. But this one's tough. I'm making a conditional pick here. If Aaron Rodgers plays, I think Green Bay wins. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't play, I think Seattle walks away with this one fairly easy. Then you have Philly and Denver. Uh, Philly, we just kind of talked about them. They lost 27-24 to against the Chargers. Defensively, they didn't have any sacks. They didn't have any turnovers. Gave up almost 450 yards. Um, but Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, that connection is proving to be something great this year so far. Uh, 224 total yards of offense for Jalen Hurts and a touchdown. 116 of that went to... Devontae Smith. He had five catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Um, so that connection needs to continue. He also needs to, you know, be able to get Dallas Goddard involved. Um, Kez Watkins is a stud that just doesn't get the ball. Uh, but this offense, it's just tough to gauge. I mean, they don't do a lot, obviously. You know, if your quarterback has if your quarterback's a dual threat guy and only has 224 yards, you're not doing much on offense. Um, and, you know, from what we saw from Denver last week, Philly's really going to have to step it up because Denver had that win against uh, Dallas 30-16. to Teddy Bridgewater had 250 yards and a touchdown. Javante Williams is just further cementing that he is going to be that lead back with 111 rushing yards. Gordon did get a touchdown, but that was really all you saw from him. Uh, Tim Patrick, he's still a guy, even with Jerry Judy being back. Uh, he had four catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown. One of those was a 50-yarder, uh, and, you know, Teddy put it on a dime. It was just a great connection. In Denver's uh, defense, they forced two turnovers, had two sacks, 
and again they had 41 minutes um, time of possession with the ball I think if they can copy and paste what happened from last week against the Eagles I think they move on to another win and a six and four record and this division's wide open especially if Vegas can't get the job done against the Chiefs this week because the Chiefs are I believe a game back uh, from everybody else and the the Broncos could be sitting atop that division for the first time in a long time uh, so there, there's a good chance I'm gonna have to go with Denver in this one uh, it's more of a hopeful pick and logically Philly's offense just doesn't move the football very well so got to go with Denver moving into Sunday night we have that divisional matchup of the Kansas City Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders uh, the Chiefs won last week against Green Bay but Mahomes still just not looking good 166 yards um, and a touchdown no turnovers though which we've come to expect from Patrick Mahomes this season uh, so that that was a plus side and their defense had a sack and forced two turnovers. I mean, you know, now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, Lamar Jackson also had a year like this. Went out, won the MVP next year, was not good. I mean, still good, but just had a completely off year. And Mahomes is having one of those right now. Um, I don't know if it's going to get better. I think this may just be an off year for the Chiefs. And we have to start treating the Chiefs like the 500 team that they are. Uh, I mean, what else have we seen from them? We haven't seen the old Kansas City Chiefs at all this season. Uh, so going in against the Raiders, who are coming off that loss to the Giants, 23-16, to um, you know, they still had a good offensive day 403 total yards uh they did have three turnovers but Derek Carr you know almost 300 yards passing a touchdown did throw two picks but Darren Waller you know he got involved uh seven catches for 92 yards and Hunter Renfro as I imagined would happen uh really took over that Ruggs role took over you know getting touchdown targets and had seven catches for 49 yards and a touchdown. The team also, I believe, is signing Deshaun Jackson. So that's going to give them another weapon, uh, give them a deep ball threat. And I, I like the Raiders in this one. The Chiefs haven't showed me anything to barely beat Green Bay uh, without Aaron Rodgers. The week before, to barely beat the Giants. Um, the, I just am not seeing a lot. And yes, I know Vegas just lost to the Giants, but... Fun fact, Broncos, so far, are the only team to beat the Giants from the AFC West, so good deal. Uh, and then we move into Monday night. You got the Rams and you got San Francisco. The Rams did lose to Tennessee, but again, Tennessee is just proving to be a buzzsaw. Uh, Stafford threw two interceptions. They allowed five sacks. Cooper Cup still went out and got his usual 11 catches 90 uh, 95 yards woods had seven catches for 98 yards and they're going against san francisco who just lost to uh, arizona but jimmy g had a decent game 326 yards two touchdowns did have a pick but it was the return of george kittle 
George Kittle had six catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. That's a much-needed boost for this team. Um, and with a healthy Debo, hopefully next week, uh, Debo is kind of on a pitch count this past week, this offense has a chance to really move the ball. Um, you know, and that backfield, uh, they've got um, Elijah Mitchell. They have uh, Jeff Wilson coming off IR. You know, they have weapons in that backfield along with Kyle Juszczyk whatever he's going to do for the week. Um, but I think it's going to be a bounce back week for the Rams. Their offense is fantastic. Um, and the fact that San Francisco's defense just gave up 31 points to a backup quarter, Colt McCoy of all people. Um, I, I think the Rams got to take that one fairly easily, but who knows what uh, San Francisco's offense could look like with George Kittle, back in a completely healthy Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk even getting involved last week. All right, so let's wrap up the show with our locks of the week and maybe an upset alert. So you got uh, Tampa Bay over Washington. That one is pretty much a given. I think it's going to be 34-17. I think Tampa goes out, has themselves an offensive day, and... Washington might put together a few drives, but they're not going to move the ball well enough to keep up with the Buccaneers. Then Arizona over Carolina. I'm going to give Carolina the benefit of the doubt that they score at least 10, uh, but I think they're going to lose at least 38 to 10, if not more. I think it's going to be a huge day for the Arizona offense, and if Kyler Murray's back, Deontay Hopkins is back, James Conner runs all over uh the opposing defense and gets another two touchdowns. I think that, uh, you know, Arizona goes out and has a really good game this week, winning 38-10. to 10. And then the Rams over San Francisco, like we just talked about. I think the Rams got this. I think it's going to be 35-21. Uh, their offense is just too good. They had an off week, and they're going to bounce back against a team that's lesser than Tennessee in San Francisco. And then the upset alerts, I've got two here, but we're going to go with the Jets over the Buffalo Bills. I think the Bills are going to bounce back, but if there's going to be an upset that just shocks people this week, it's going to be like last week with Jacksonville over Buffalo, and it's going to be the upset team of the year, the New York Jets. Um, I think if the Jets win, it's going to be low scoring, and you know because they're going to have to keep Buffalo's offense to scoring low if they want a chance to win because they're not going to keep up with them. Uh, but that game, who knows, maybe maybe a 14-10 to 10 game for the Jets. Who knows? Uh, and again, if you want to go out and bet on that game, that's going to be a heavy underdog game, and the Jets are the team to do it. Uh, but that's it. For the game day podcast this week, go ahead and join us tomorrow. We will be talking fantasy. Uh, we'll hop into you know who's in, who's out, uh, who to replace who with, who we're confident in, uh, and then join Friday. Don't forget Friday. Uh, you got Dylan Corbett coming in for all of the betting advice uh, that you will need. But for today, that is it. We thank you for joining us and have a great day. Go make some good picks.